Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Welcome to the Alchemical Mind. The quote that you just heard comes from the New Testament. It's from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. And I wanted to begin the episode with this quote because I think sometimes people misunderstand what the meaning behind this quote is. For some of the extreme literalists, when they look at this quote, it means to separate themselves from the world completely. Go uh, become a hermit or an ascetic or something like this, join a monastery if you're uh, in the Orthodox Christian tradition, any of these kind of things. Sometimes if you take this saying too literally, you might think that uh, you know, it means something like you should only live by whatever God tells you to do. And of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that this is absolutely ludicrous because number one, you're not special. And number two, God doesn't care what it is that you do. But of course, these literal interpretations of the saying strike directly at what the saying is trying to teach us. And that is that we should be able to become a part of the world, to be able to participate, live in a society, live with others, have a free exchange of ideas, but not identify too much with any of those things. So of course, this is kind of working on some of the epistemological things that we've done over the last, uh, I don't know, probably dozen episodes now when we dive into tribalism, groupthink, cult psychology, etc. But it goes way more than that. Way more than that. Because ultimately, what this saying is about is love. And that is the topic of this episode. Because we have this wrong idea of what love is. Usually when we think of love, we think of this physical attraction to things. Or people, of course. So you might love playing video games. As you find some kind of self-identification and meaning behind that. You might love horror movies and zombie movies. You might love science fiction. You might love psychedelics. You might love any other kind of experience seeking because, see, this is what you're doing. You're just simply seeking experience. This is not love. Seeking experience is not love. But see, part of the problem is that by seeking experience, we become embedded in the trap that we are oftentimes trying to get out of when we get into mystical or some kind of self-work. Because, see, the problem is that you identify with something that you love, but really what you're, not, what you're doing is not loving the thing. You're just simply deriving enjoyment out of it. And, see, that's not love. That's an illusion. That's a falsehood. Because all you're really doing is trying to identify with a group, find some kind of approval, some kind of pat on the back, some attaboy. And that's why we are in the place that we are with society today. This is where we get the term, the participation trophy. This is a, a common thing. It's been a common thing, not so much when I was in school, even though I think maybe it started around that time, maybe soon after. But now it's everywhere, right? It doesn't matter if you win or lose, you still get a trophy because we don't want to make anyone feel bad. We want to make everyone feel like they're accepted, that we're tolerant, that we approve of each other. And this is, of course, a falsehood. You know, by this point, the election has kind of been called. I don't know. It's still kind of up in the air as of the time that I'm recording this. But most media outlets have announced Joe Biden as the winner of the election. And there's a lot of people very happy, a lot of people very sad. I don't particularly care either way. But I'm reminded of one thing that he said in his speech that he gave, in that we need to unite and find a more positive direction moving forward and include everybody and in how this separation and anxiety and, and racial divide, etc., that we've seen over the past four, four years is, uh, is not what America's about. 
And uh, I don't want to turn this into politics, of course. And I'm not saying that it's not a good message. I think it's a beautiful message, something to aspire to. But see, the problem is that this is not truth. This is also another illusion. It's an illusion that this is not what America's about. Of course it's what America's about. It's what America's been about for hundreds of years. It is at the core of what makes America, America. And also the fact that we can say those things. Now, some of you are already getting a little agitated. How can you say that? It's a beautiful message. Everyone should be united in peace. The problem is you're just simply treating this as another method of approval. Because, see, that's ultimately where it all lies, is in our need to belong, in finding approval from the other. Because if you say something like, well, great message, but America is about racial divide and economic tensions and the fight between elites and poor, etc., no one wants to hear that. You're automatically treated like some kind of outsider. And see, the thing is, I don't really care about those kind of things. Because regardless of what side you choose, you realize that neither side is right. And they both are right. And so what it ultimately comes down to is this inherent addiction that we have to seek out approval. The sensation seeking that we have. This is what we have come to deem as love. And that is not what love is. Because love is unconditional. Love is unconditional. That's why a truly loving, infinite God does not care if you're a sinner, does not care if you're a murderer, does not care if you're gay or straight or black or white or poor or rich or any of these other divisions that we put on ourselves. Because love is unconditional. And if whatever God you believe in is putting some kind of condition on how you can acquire that love, whatever it might be, even if it's just something like you have to be a Christian to do it, or you have to be a Hindu or a Jew or a Buddhist or any of these things to do it, that is not a truly loving, just God. And you're just worshiping the Demiurge. See, this is what the core of all these things were. And now I'm telling to you in flat words, not in these beautiful symbolic imagery that we see in all these texts. And some of you are already getting agitated, but you loved the message before. Because, see, what you want is not love. What you want is not equality. What you want is not fairness. What you want is to feel like others approve of you. And when you do this, you are not it because you don't have the authority for yourself. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very quick example. I think that everyone that listens to this podcast is the most beautiful soul, most enlightened being, most beautiful person, the wisest, strongest, the most empathetic. How does that make you feel if I say that? Some of you are already like, whoa, this is kind of weird that you would say something like that. But you kind of like that, right? You enjoy the compliment. You're like, yeah, that feels awesome. Thanks for telling me I'm so great. What if I tell you that listening to this podcast, you're wasting your time? You're wasting your time reading books. You're wasting your time listening to the podcast. You're wasting your time meditating. You're wasting your time thinking about these things, seeking out some kind of mystical experience. You're an idiot. You're an idiot for thinking you'll ever be enlightened. How does that make you feel? I guarantee you, some of you are kind of upset. How could you say that? I thought you want me to listen to the podcast so I can get some ideas on how to improve myself. See, you don't get it. You don't get it. This is why you're still stuck in this monkey mind. It always comes down to this, right? The monkey mind. Because regardless of how much you think you're trying to achieve some kind of awakening, enlightened, betterment experience, all you're doing really is putting off from doing the work. You don't want to do the work. You want to listen to nice, pretty things being said but some beautiful things that you can achieve when you reach some 5D state, become some spiritual being, become part of God, be a perspective of God, 
all this unity and love and oneness, all these beautiful things. And when somebody says the opposite, oh, I don't want to listen to this person anymore. See how this works? You're not free. You're not free. You don't think about these things. You think only about the pretty things. Because what you've done is you've addicted yourself to this drug of approval of what others care to think. They were having a, a tough conversation here. It's not an easy conversation to have. Martin, how can you say this? I, I, my life is terrible. I, I want to make it seem like there's something better out there for me. That's why I do all this research, why I listen to your podcast, why I read books. Because I'm hoping that somebody else can give me some answers. Exactly. This is why you have no answer. Because you're hoping that somebody else can give you one. And of course, I'm not saying don't do those things. Don't not read books. Don't not meditate. Don't not listen to podcasts or YouTubers or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that you should learn to be in the world, but not of the world. Because all those things that you're seeking the approval of don't mean anything in order for you to achieve who you really are. All those things are doing is creating a false sense of security, some, some false illusion of a better future. There is no better future because future doesn't exist. All that exists is now and how you take it. See, the problem is you bought into this so hardcore, so heavily, that in your quest to be a better person, be more enlightened, all you've done is become a robot. You're an automaton. Oh, well, you are. You're a robot. And you don't see it. Because, see, that's the ultimate illusion. That's the ultimate illusion. I mentioned this a few episodes ago, that for you to have a one true, all-powerful, omniscient, infinite God, the nature of that God would be so infinite and so all-encompassing that even that God could fool itself that it's not God. And that's what you're doing. You have fooled yourself into thinking that you need the approval of others. But how can you do that? If you're trying to find out that you are it... That also includes removing the need for approval. You see, this is where people kind of fall into a little bit of depression and psychosis sometimes when they get into deep mystical states, when they get some awakening, enlightenment experience. You go through the process of the dark night of the soul, where you feel lonely, where you can't identify with others. That's a tough place to be. But see, the problem is that we think that's the ultimate state. Because that's what you're experiencing at the moment. See, this is why only now is what matters. When you don't hope that sometime in the future things will get better, you find how to do that now. And that's how you get over that dark night of the soul. That's how you get over being a robot. You're a robot. You're a puppet on strings all the time. You know, all these people talking about cabals and reptilians and stuff, talking about ruling over the world? Preposterous. You're letting that happen to yourself. You're letting it happen to yourself. You're simply stuck in an endless cycle of self-illusion. This is what causes tension because you see, you seek disapproval, right? And so when you come up to somebody, a group or a person or a thing or a circumstance or an event or a job or any of these things that become a threat to your happiness, to your approval, you become afraid and you get angry because you don't understand. See, this is why when I insulted you, you became defensive. Because you identify with yourself as being one thing, and you don't realize that you are all things. You are everything. You're it. And see, we do this in all kinds of relationships. Of course, with ourselves. And ultimately, the problem is that we don't love ourselves because we find no self-worth in anything. We only find self-worth in the identification with belonging to others. This happens even in personal relationships with a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend. A child, a parent, a pet, 
you convince yourself, ah, I love, I love you. I love this person. I love you. How can you love that person if you don't really love yourself? Because if you don't know who you are, you can't love yourself because love is unconditional and all-encompassing. And you have to know yourself in order to love yourself. Because if you don't know what you are, how do you know what to love? So if you tell another human being, oh, I love you, really think about what that means. Do you really love that person? I know that I really love my wife, my dad and my brothers and my, my kids. I know I love them because I have no need for any approval from any of them. Of course, it's nice to get a hug and a kiss, go dancing to do whatever. But see, these things are all temporary, and that's not love. Love is not temporary. Love is infinite and eternal, no encompassing. But see, to truly love someone, you have to understand that you love them regardless, even when you disagree. Because oftentimes you might get into an argument with somebody that you say that you love. And then what happens? You get into an argument, you get angry with each other. You don't think about the love. Now, you might say, well, I still love the person. That's why I'm still with them. That's why we decide to get over the fight. We work things out. We compromise. But see, compromise is not love because love is unconditional. And compromising, you are creating a condition in which you can continue to love this person. And so if you have to compromise, that's not love. It's acceptance. Love is not acceptance. Otherwise, it would be called acceptance. Love is pure, true, and unconditional. And that reminds me of another quote from the New Testament, which you hear at like every single wedding. And it's so weird that you hear it at every single wedding, but nobody understands what love is. And the quote goes something like, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. That is love. That is love. Not what you've fooled yourself into believing. What you're fooled yourself into believing love is, is just another method of controlling you. Because you see, without understanding this type of unconditional, all-encompassing love, you're just a robot. And you go to your spouse or your parent or your child and be completely honest with them in everything that you do? If you can, then that is love. If you have to be careful in the way that you word certain things because you don't want to make them angry, you don't want to make them feel less than, you don't want to argue with them, that's not love. And see, the problem, or part of the problem at least, when you come to understand these things is that you kind of get very lonely yourself. But this is only temporary, you see, because there's a difference. There's a difference between being lonely and being alone. And see, for some reason in our society, we've come to instill this idea that being alone is wrong. You have to, you know, you get past a certain age. Why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? Why this? Why not? See, these are, these are illusions. These are falsehoods. There's nothing wrong with aloneness. See, when, when you find aloneness, true aloneness, is when you can really begin to love someone. So the difference is when you're alone, you're okay with being on your own. You have killed your ego, and learn to have fun, to dance, to enjoy the present moment. That is aloneness. Loneliness is simply a feeling that arises when you can no longer participate in a group, when you can't find the proper stimulus, the proper need for approval and belonging from others. That's loneliness. There's a big difference. See, this is what these texts are always trying to teach us, just in more flowery language. And so some people will hate this episode because... I'm telling you things kind of in a straight-up way, but this is what it's like to feel true love, to be completely alone and learn to love yourself so that you can love others. That is going to be it for this episode, though. 
I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it at least gives you some things to think about. If you want to get in touch, you can find me on Twitter at MindAlchemical. You can email Martin at The Alchemical Mind. You can check out the website, TheAlchemicalMind.com, where all the links are there, including links to the Discord and the Patreon. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember that you are it.